Welcome to Starring You. This podcast is dedicated to helping you thrive after your nine to five by giving you the confidence and skills you need to launch your own side hustle and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. This is episode 61. What has the coronavirus taught you about your business? Wow, where do I even begin? (laughs) This decade is definitely nowhere near what I imagined. Life was going fine until Rona, I mean the coronavirus, hit the scene. I know this virus has ruined so many lives, physically, financially, emotionally, the list goes on, and my heart does go out to everyone. So many things are out of control regarding this virus, and yet, there's one aspect that I feel everyone can position themselves better, and that is their brand. Regardless of whether you work a nine to five, or you own your own business, this situation has given us all a reason to step back, evaluate our chosen professions in order to determine new ways to pivot or elevate your brand. And so even though I believe that every job is important, the virus has created a division, creating new terms such as essential and non-essential businesses. Essential businesses would be considered grocery, hardware, gas, in restaurants provided that they are only offering carry out and take out services, you get the picture. Basically anything outside of the aforementioned was deemed non-essential and meant that you would have to work from home. Many, many people, (laughs) actually thousands of people, literally saw their livelihoods shut down overnight. So if you owned a clothing store, a high-end restaurant, a gym, or specialty store, you were forced to close your business overnight. I cannot imagine how, how that would feel. And just so we have this, you know, just, I just felt the need to say this for the record, I don't believe that that was fair. Small business owners should have received the same opportunity that the big box stores like Walmart, Target, and others receive to implement social distancing measures to comply with the stay-at-home order rules. Don't even get me started on how this all was handled. <laughs> that's that's another episode, maybe. <laughs> and maybe if, if you're up for it, you might want to check out my podcast, Hustle in Faith, because I do go into a little bit more detail. That's more of my personal, personal podcast, if you will, where I talk about, you know, my faith, nutrition, health, and all that good stuff. So If you're curious about my thoughts regarding how this was handled, check out the other podcast, Hustle and Faith. But anyway, for this episode, I'm going to focus on the fact of how to help you pivot or elevate your brand, some some ideas that you may want to think about. And so for this particular episode, I'm going to focus on, let's say if I wanted to pivot my brand. Okay, so for this example, I'm going to act like I'm a group fitness instructor <laughs> that works for a gym or a studio. And that's not really a, a stretch because I am a part-time group fitness instructor. So that's why I chose this as an example. So I have a nine to five. I work in marketing. I work from home. And again, a lot of you guys know I teach dance fitness classes and I'll soon be adding boxing classes to my resume, if you will. So with that said... Like many group fitness instructors, I work for a gym, okay? Work for two gyms. And I'm sure many folks know all too well that the gyms were immediately shut down in many parts of the country. And depending upon where you are, 
they remain shut down or are forced to give outdoor lessons, okay, to a small number of participants. Now, if fitness were my main gig, this is what I would be doing, okay? Because again, I, I am all about business. <laughs> so the first thing that I would be doing, guys, is creating fitness videos and uploading them to a variety of video platforms. So YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. And I feel like fitness is a little bit different. Normally, I would tell someone to kind of just stick with one platform and build up that particular platform. But because these platforms are so similar um, from the standpoint that it's video and you're showing like fitness moves, you don't have to do a ton of editing. So in my opinion, again, everyone is different, but if you feel overwhelmed trying to upload to three different platforms, then just pick one. But again, me, I, I just like to do everything at one time. So I would just kind of create like a username for each one of those platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, major, major streaming video platforms. Okay. Then I would offer live on-demand classes. Okay. So some, how should I explain this? Some platforms are better for doing on-demand classes than others. Zoom. I know a lot of people are using Zoom and some people are using, well, it's definitely better than using like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that because you're going to run into music right copy violations. So if you want to avoid that, would not be using that. Um, Zoom is kind of iffy and that's because they were having some major security issues. Like people would be like, you know, the term photobombing, they would be kind of like Zoom bombing. They would be going out to different people's, like people were hacking into other people's um, Zoom conference meetings and leaving ugly messages and things of that nature. So again, if you're using Zoom, just be kind of careful with that. But then there's other platforms like Twitch, which to be quite honest, the the quality on Twitch is like amazing. I'm surprised not many people are as up on that platform. But again, if I were doing live classes, I would be on Twitch in a minute. So anyway, again, I would be offering live classes and events. Here's the thing, guys. And I know there's some debate, some debate going back and forth. Okay. I am of the notion that you are a brand. Okay. You are your own brand. And so if you have a talent you should be charging for it, okay? Like, like, like some some uh, fitness instructors have been charging like five or five dollars, like for a class, five or ten dollars. Again, they've been charging something, or saying you know donations are accepted and welcomed and all that good stuff. But here's the thing: some people may will just take, 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 and never feel compelled to actually pay you what you're worth. You know what I mean? And, and I get it. These are difficult, difficult times. And we have so many giving instructors and normally for dance fitness classes, I like 10 is probably on the high end, but I have seen like five in my area, typically probably five a class or something like that. But again, I am of the school of thought that you should be charging for your time and your talent and your skills. Um, I've seen so many 
talented, talented dance fitness instructors that are not charging. And I don't understand that. Like, I like, like asking for $5 is not that much. And here's the thing. If you're concerned about the folks that cannot pay the five, then the term that I would use, if again, if this were me, I would say, you know, um, classes are $5 or something like that. You know what? I'll actually leave like what I would say in the notes for this blog. Okay. I'm going to actually embed this episode into the blog so that you could check back and see exactly what I would say. Cause I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I would definitely put something along the lines of, you know, if unable to pay question mark, contact me for more details or something like that. Right. And then the next thing that I would do guys is in those videos and in those on-demand classes, keep sharing my website link. So, so that's probably number one. Um, but again, I would actually start like doing the fitness videos first because you want to kind of build up a following while you're doing that simultaneously, I would be building my own website and then embedding my, um, creating a mailing list. So collecting those emails, if people are already visiting your videos, um, encourage them to sign up for your mailing list. If you haven't created your website yet, sign up, have them create like a simple little landing page just so you could collect emails. Okay. Because if YouTube or Instagram or TikTok were to shut down, what are you going to do? You're not going to have any way to get in contact with these people. So again, use social media as a way, as an avenue to bring them back to your house, which would be your website or your mailing list, whatever, but it's got to be yours and it's got to be off of that site. Next thing, depending upon how friendly I am <laughs> with those at, that I worked with at my gym, you know, I may contact them to notify them about my videos, especially if I wasn't able to gather my students' contact information. I feel <laughs> like I feel bad for my, my class because I... I, I actually, I really do miss my students that um, were in my class. I did not have anyone's contact info. Like I have no one. Like I was just so used to just like, hey, how's it going? We would chat at the gym. I know their names and that was it. Like I have no one's contact info and they don't have mine. So again, but I was not using this as, <laughs> as my main gig. If I was, trust and believe I would have approached <laughs> how I did this completely different. In fact, I would have approached it the way of what I'm telling you guys. Okay. So again, these are some of the things that I would do right off the bat. And just a reminder, I would have done this completely myself. I would have taken my own advice if this was something that was my, my, my main gig. I teach purely for joy in that discounted gym membership. <laughs> um, you know, but again, if this were my primary income, you got to treat it like it's your own business, not like you're working for someone else. You are your own brand. Oftentimes, people in the fitness industry fail to see themselves as a brand and just work for a variety of gyms and studios to make ends meet. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. But I just get tired listening to some folks' schedules. <laughs> like, it's exhausting. Like, it's not even me doing it. It's them running around to all these different gyms. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's sounds exhausting. Um, but again, to each its own, but this is how I would pivot. Now, if I'm looking to elevate my business, I'm going to use 
Hmm. I'm going to use like, pretend like I'm an established brand in the restaurant business. Okay. So again, this is an industry that pretty much saw a huge decrease in revenue as well. So many restaurants, especially mom and pops, mom and pop type of shops, they don't spend a lot of time on their websites, time or money <laughs> on their websites. In fact, it's, it's kind of funny, like I'll go on Yelp and I have to look at the look at the menu like someone else took a picture of the menu for us <laughs> and uploaded it on behalf of this company <laughs> on behalf of the restaurant like i never understood that but anyway that is a huge mistake you never get a second chance to make a first impression okay so during this crisis those who wanted to support the restaurants would most likely visit their favorite restaurants okay they're gonna visit their site first to see, are they up and running? Are they even able to take carry out or take out? So many restaurants just remain closed because they weren't prepared to offer take out or carry out, you know? Um, so if a business makes it difficult for me to locate your contact information, like your hours, your, your phone number, you're just off my list. Like, I don't have the energy <laughs> um, to go hunting around for this. Like, that should be right there. I would love to be able to order from your website, but I'm going to give you a pass. If you don't have that set up, so be it. But there's no reason in the world that a business should have a crappy website. There's just none. You know, they are super affordable and easy to put together. I remember back in the day, Back in the day, guys, I, I feel weird saying this, but, um, but like back in what, like 2004 or whatever, you know, websites were becoming more commonplace, if you will. Like if you had your, like most people were looking to have your own personal website and you know, th the prices were kind of steep. Guys, there's no reason now that you have to pay a ton of money to get a decent looking website. Okay, I'm not saying that you have to have a top of the line website, but if you're still using Wix or Blogspot or some sort of free, <laughs> free website um, as your website and you're a business, it's time to step up your game. So one major way for offline brands like restaurants, clothing stores to maximize their business is to shift their offerings online look for ways to cross promote your products or services. And so you're probably wondering, okay, well, what are your ideas? I will leave on the blog where you can download a ton of ways that you could go about promoting yourself in a cost-effective way. But you definitely need to start shifting <laughs> your focus online. And it's kind of funny because I've had <clears throat> meetings with folks who are still under the idea that ordering online is a bit of a trend. That is, that, yeah, online ordering is here to stay. It's not a trend, it's not going to go away. And especially if this virus continues to persist, um, more people are gonna end up uh, like ordering at home, uh, especially when it comes to food, because let, let's be honest here, most of us, probably are going to continue to possibly, you know, exercise. All of these things are things that I feel like most folks would 
probably prioritize over going to like a fancy restaurant or something of that nature because they want to stay healthy, they want to look good and all that stuff. But restaurants, come on guys, like restaurants are very vital to our to our business, uh, our business industry, but it's a lot easier for me to find another restaurant that has it together, you know, online and offline than it would be for me to find another gym. Hopefully that makes sense. But again, you need to, the, the main focus here is to make sure that you're shifting your focus and giving as much attention to online as you would offline. So again, as always, if you need assistance, please feel free to contact me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I'm confident that my side hustle of helping others to invest in themselves via my YouTube channel, this podcast, and most importantly, my online courses could be of assistance to you. If you enjoy Star News Podcast, please consider becoming a supporter by donating to help offset the cost of producing this show. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.